0: <clears throat> yeah that's better you know what else my youtube camera's still backwards oh boy this is not good this is very confusing but you know what it, it it is it is monday night and it is the toronto beer podcast and i am your host chris schreier and this is my buddy rob curry take us there rob That's our theme by that record link in the description, please. It is a banger wall to wall, wall to wall. Now, I got some exciting news. Walked into the LCBO there on uh, Friday. I think it was Friday. Planning on buying some some beer, you know, as you do. And what to my wondering eyes did appear But this happy little can, you know what that is, kids. If you're not watching the video, let me tell you. It's a black Guinness draft can, but it has that blue coloring on it and that big old zero. Yes, indeed, it is Guinness Zero. The non-alcoholic Guinness variety, which I confess I've been curious to try. Now, I've never had it. I've heard very good things. But I'm not making any promises. And no, Guinness did not get back to me about my insightful commentary on the Guinness Six Nations and offer me some free beer. I did pay full price for this. So uh, I feel like I can be as honest as I want about this. I can be honest about it anyway. Anyway, I can hear there is a widget in there. Oh, there is um, nutritional information on the side. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I won't tell you what it says. Uh, Oh, wait, hang on. For some reason, it seems to have the Drink IQ information on here that you need to be 18 plus in Alberta, Quebec and Manitoba and 19 plus in B.C., New Brunswick, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, Northwest Territories, Nunavut, Ontario, Prince Edward Island, Saskatchewan, Yukon Territory. (gasps) That took more to get out than I expected it to. But no, you don't, guys. It's 0% alcohol. It literally says contains less than 0.05% alcohol. See, so anyone can drink this. Anyone at all. Anyway, let's find out what happens. Well, it certainly sounds like a Guinness when you open it. Now, I actually didn't have a Guinness glass clean. So we're using a, an old Great Lakes glass and it will not fit the entire can or will it? Or will it? I'm willing it to. It will. It will. Okay. It did fit the whole can. Sorry, kids at home. I realize you might not have seen that. There it is. Very dirty looking glass. Did not scrub that out at all. I did rinse it. But I did not clean it. Uh, my brother's saying, but you still need to be legal age to purchase non-alcoholic beer, right? Don't think so. They sell it in the grocery store, in like grocery stores that don't sell beer. They just sell it in the aisle. I think anyone can buy it. The LCBO might not sell it to you. I'm not sure about that, but I've, I'm, it's it's just a drink. It's you could you could you could put it in a in a pop dispenser, and that'd work. Anyway, back to uh, my very dirty glass of. Guinness zero tonight kids Uh, It looks like Guinness Head looks exactly the same as I would expect On a glass of Guinness Smell I mean it smells like Guinness It smells malty Dark Roasted Not quite smoky Maybe touching on burnt toast Well here we go Strap in I'm excited Little nervous very excited Huh. Hmm, that's very interesting. It's very good. It's slightly different. I think I could probably tell you blind one from the other. I don't know if I could tell you blind which one was the one with alcohol. Let me have another sip. Hmm. I, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have. Hmm. <laughs> this is some this is some good audio medium right here. Uh. OK, so like I don't want to keep you waiting. It's like 98 percent exactly the same as a regular Guinness. There is a touch. There's a touch of malt extract. I don't know if there's malt extract in it, but it tastes slightly of malt extract. Malt extract, of course, used uh, by some homebrewers, uh, used um, by brewers making. Um, mass-produced, what I would call low-interest beer, just kind of basic lagers. You know, think you're, you're big guys, North American lagers. You get malt extract in that. This tastes a bit like a dark malt extract. And by a bit, I mean I'm I'm looking real hard to pick that up. But there is a slightly crystallized malty, caramelly, sugary bite to it. There's maybe a little hint, a little hint of wet cardboard. Hmm. Wet cardboard, for the record, typically means uh, the beer's oxidized. Guinness, because it's packaged with nitrogen That doesn't save it like beers that are packaged with carbon dioxide also shouldn't oxidize, but it's almost impossible to get the beer into the bottle or can and then purge it so completely that there's no oxygen in it. Um, In addition to the fact that there's also dissolved oxygen in the liquid um, that under pressure will stay come out. I can't remember. Anyway, the point is, there's almost always some oxygen. I wonder if because there's no alcohol or virtually no alcohol, if the beers may be slightly more susceptible to oxygen, uh, oxidizing. Um, I don't know about that. And, And again, it does not taste of wet cardboard. It tastes like a Guinness. It just has this little glimmer of malt extract on the back end. And just a touch of, on the finish of, of of maybe a touch of wet cardboard, but just a tiny bit. I bet if I was drinking this thinking it was a regular Guinness, I wouldn't have. I might have noticed that it was like, oh, like I might have checked the date code. I might have been like, oh, is this a bit of an older can? It's not it's not exactly where I expect it to be. Now, saying that, I don't want to like toot my own horn too hard here because I'm not that flexible. Oh, no. Um especially with beers that I drink at least somewhat regularly. So think about things like Guinness or like DAB or Czechvar or Octopus wants to fight or Greenwood from left field. Those beers, beers that I drink at least a few a month. I, I have a pretty good sense of what they're supposed to taste like. And it doesn't take much of them being out for me to go, hang on. And like, again, I might not be like, Oh, this tastes like the cow got into the onion patch. Not like that necessarily, but I I at least have a little alarm bell that'll ding and go, this isn't exactly the way it's supposed to be. And then, and then I'll stop and think about it. And sometimes I can figure it out. Like in this case, "Mm, it tastes a bit of malt extract, Mm, maybe a touch of wet cardboard. Um, So I, I, I think to the average not train spottery Beer drinker This would drink exactly the same as a Guinness You would drink this and go Tastes like a Guinness Tastes just like a Guinness Because it does it's, it's real, 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 really close to identical um, and, and yeah I, I, I bet most people And again, I'm not trying to You know, elevate myself here I just spend a lot of time tasting things And thinking about how they taste I don't think most people do I think most people will drink this and be like, yeah, it's a Guinness. Um, Now I am kind of curious if I did like a triangle test. I don't I think I don't think. No. I don't have any regular Guinness alcohol alcoholic Guinness um, anymore because I drank those when I got home from work. I almost guarantee I could I could pass a triangle test with this. And the giveaway would be that malt extract. Now, it was interesting. When I was looking at the side. I did notice, now, not malt extract. At least I don't think it said malt extract. It did note that they add sugars and specifically fructose corn syrup. Or sorry, sorry, fructose syrup, which is corn syrup. Doesn't necessarily taste like corn syrup to me. Like, it really does taste like malt extract. And hmm, I know I might be splitting hairs here, but malt extract and corn syrup do taste different. For one, one tastes like malt and the other tastes like corn. And those don't, don't really taste similar. It does say that it contains malted barley, barley, and roasted barley and hop extract. Oh, this is really interesting, actually, now that I look at it. They're, they're giving away probably a bit more information in the ingredients, certainly than I took at, at first. And I bet that most people would think about. So you remember in school, you learned about how they have to list ingredients in in volume. So uh, the first ingredient on the list is the one that there's the most of. And then it goes in descending order. Now, that that only tells you a bit, right? Because they're not telling you how much of each thing is in there, because that, of course, is, is trade secret, right? Proprietary. But it does give you a picture, at least. What's interesting in, in these ingredients is it says ingredients, and the first ingredient is non-alcoholic beer, and then in brackets, and so then remember in brackets, now what we are in is like a, a sub list, and it follows the same pattern, right? Most to least, voluminous. So in non-alcoholic beer, in brackets, we have water, malted barley, barley, roasted barley, hop extract. That is exactly what I would expect the ingredients of Guinness to be, with yeast, Um Yeast is one of those things that it's very it's so it's very rare that you get the ingredients on a beer anyway. And in the context of a non-alcoholic beer, where they do have to put the ingredients, it's not alcoholic. Alcohol is like the only food product in Ontario that you don't have to put <laughs> ingredients on, uh, which is weird. But anyway, they had they had a good lobby at some point. Let me have a sip. Hmm, of this very delicious Guinness Zero. Um Oh yeah, no, 100%. The more I drink it, the more that sweetness kind of builds. It's not bad, but there's definitely a taste of malt extract there. Anyway, uh, so it says that, uh, the beer, and and that makes sense. So there's malted barley, there's also unmalted barley, which often some of those darker uh, roasted barleys, uh, not often, but there are roasted barleys that are not uh, malted. That's what I'm trying to choke out here. Uh, and then it does not then subsequently note roasted barley. Anyway, doesn't matter. And then hop extract. Then outside of the brackets, the second ingredient in this can is sugars. And that's where it notes fructose syrup. And then it says natural flavor, hop extract, carbon dioxide and nitrogen. Cute that they list the gases, which I guarantee you they don't have to do. Um, they also don't mention the yeast because the yeast isn't really in the beer. It gets filtered out. It, it's a product used in the product. Oh, I forgot to turn off my fridge. I'm going to leave it like old times. Um, anyway, this has been back sweetened. This has been sweetened. So they, they made the beer and then they sweetened it a little bit in the can. Now, it does say fructose syrup, which is corn syrup, but I swear it's tasting. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is that is a totally fine, tastes like Guinness, again 95 percent dead on, and just this little bit that, again, you've got to be the kind of person who sits down with their beer and makes this kind of face, and looks at it, and thinks about it, and mm, smells it. I mean, the smell is dead on, like dead on. And then, yeah, the taste is dead on, too, with the exception of this little bit of... That's the only thing, actually, that wet cardboardy thing. I don't know if it's gone, if I was overreacting, if I was... Maybe it was something on the glass. I don't know. I don't taste that at all now. But I still do get that little malt extracty kind of taste to it. Mmm. Fantastic, though. Fantastic. Guinness Zero. How about that? Well done, Guinness. Now, I don't know how they make this. There are, I think, four major different ways of making a non-alcoholic beer. The worst way (laughs) is you make a beer with alcohol and then using heat you basically distill the alcohol out of it. This is bad because beer doesn't like getting hot at all. It's also, I mean, I know Louis Pasteur invented pasteurization as a brewing process. It's not great for beer. We don't love that. There are better ways to do microbial management in a beer than pasteurizing it. Anyway, um, so you can do that. Uh, Nobody does that because the beer does not taste good. But that is one way of doing it. Another way that basically nobody does, although some people do dabble in this, is uh, you don't make a beer at all. You basically make a beverage that's got some of the ingredients in beer in it and you tweak the volumes and then carbonate it. It's basically like a beer-flavored soda. Um, again, not something most people do <laughs> because uh, I, I don't, well, again, I, I don't know anyone who's really cracked the code on that 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 format. Certainly, I've never heard of anyone doing it. The third way, and the way that really looked like it was probably going to be the way forward is you make a beer that has alcohol in it and then there's like an enzymatic process you can um, initiate like adding enzymes to the beer and a little bit like the way that acetobacter which isn't an enzyme it's a bacteria but whatever um, it consumes alcohol acetobacter is how you you get vinegar Um, acetobacter goes into an alcoholic product like a wine or a cider or a if you're making malted vinegar um, Which has alcohol in it That bacteria goes in And that alcohol Or, or bacteria consumes The alcohol And uh, there are a couple of byproducts But the main one is acetic acid uh, Which is why vinegar is acidic uh, It's converting the alcohol Into acetic acid uh, And again some other smaller byproducts This enzymatic process Is basically the same thing Except that the byproducts, uh, I, I think, come out of the beer with time, um, so they dissolve out, um, I think. I think that's how that works. Uh, the point is, it doesn't, aside from aging the beer, in principle, it doesn't actually change the beer at all, other than removing the alcohol from it. Um, I remember, I think, uh, it Estrella Dam had had one and then a bunch of the 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 german brewers that's how they were doing it um so a lot of those german non-alcoholics that kind of hit the market like 10 years ago my understanding is they were using the enzymatic process the the most recent to my knowledge um and the way that i don't know if the guinness is made this way or not but it wouldn't surprise me and it's the way that like harman's makes their beer most of the good non-alcoholic beers in, in ontario use this process which is you use a yeast that doesn't produce alcohol so it still consumes the sugars it still produces carbon dioxide again i think it might produce a different byproduct but it's not alcohol and it comes out of the beer um and so i say it doesn't it produces a little bit of alcohol but a very small amount enough that you can call the beer non-alcoholic um Again, don't know if that's how Guinness is doing theirs, but that's how most of the good ones in the province are done. And, and like you can buy that yeast escarpment, um, uh, grows it, so it's, it's readily accessible. I don't remember why I was talking about that. I don't know which method Guinness uses. It doesn't say on the side of the can. It does say it's only 70 calories. In a 400... yeah, in a 440ml can, there's only 70 calories. That's amazing. 17 grams of carbs. So, you know, if you're one of those people who's afraid of carbs, be afraid. Uh, one gram of protein. Not bad. And then 20 mil of uh, of sodium. Hmm. <laughs> really interesting. Oh, wait. What does it say on the side here? No, just information about Guinness. Does contain a floating widget. I didn't know that. I can hear it. What was this packaged? Uh. 10, 11, 23, November the 10th. It's not that old. I mean, it's it's old. It's European. It takes a while to get here, but uh, it's not that bad, and it's held up well as far as I can tell. Hmm. So, just like when I had Guinness two weeks ago, what would you eat this? Any pub food go great. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. It's it's functionally from that point of view exactly the same. Uh, the lack of alcohol doesn't change. The way it interacts with the food at all—it's just you're not gonna get drunk, so bottoms up. Mm. Yeah, it's it's Guinness, it's tasty, it's, and I think the twelve pack, the twelve pack, the four pack was I think twelve ninety five, which is like I think in line with Guinness's price at the LCBO in general. We can find out. Guinness LCBO um, Just just I don't need to see how much it is on Uber Eats. Well I can tell you right out of the gate, it's only eleven fifty on Uber Eats, so it's it's a little it's gotta be a little less expensive than the $12.95 I paid. Um, do we have this in other formats? Well, an eight pack of 440 ml cans is 2620, which works out to 13. Oh, maybe it is the exact same price. It's roughly the same prices as Guinness. With alcohol. That's the moral of the story. It's, uh. It's basically the same price. Now, some people would complain and say it should cost less because it doesn't have alcohol. So it's not going to get them drunk, which for some people is part of the appeal. On the other hand, some people might say it's worth more because of the exact same reason. So, I don't know. Your your mileage may vary on that one. Mm. Anyway, that's Guinness Zero. Uh, You can get it at the LCBO. Look it up on the app or on the website because it goes quick. Um, I imagine they'll probably be bringing more of it in because it seems pretty popular. Uh, Look for it at your grocery store. Maybe your grocery store has it. If they don't, you should ask them. Say, hey, can you get it in? You could try. The worst they're going to say is no. Um, But yeah, for a a non-alcoholic beer, like, again, I I really dig the Harmon stuff. I was actually at an event on Saturday and um, Steve Abrams was there repping... Harman's. I got to chat to him for a few minutes and um didn't try any beers because the point of the night was not to be drinking non-alcoholic beers. For me. Not for everybody, but for me. Um he did send me home with a here, hang on. what did I get here? He sent me home with one of the seasonals. Oh, it's called Bump Start. That's great. Seasonal IPA. <laughs> um Interesting. I'm just looking at their uh Nutritional information, also 70 calories per can. Uh, only half a gram of protein, but it's a smaller can, so fair. Um, only 10 grams of carbs, but again, smaller can. Probably roughly the same. Um, anyway, it looks really good. I just, I didn't do it tonight. Um, what was I saying? Non-alcoholic? Oh, I was going to say, I, like, I, I, I would very readily consume this on a tuesday wednesday thursday non-alcoholic time um just because i like it It tastes like guinness i like guinness it's great it works yeah get after it i'd say nice work guinness uh let me have a quick sip oh look at the time it was really going on about non-alcoholic beer for a while there give you a quick little rugby update and then get the heck out of dodge That is good that is good and you'll see this branding all around the stadiums of the guinness six nations they're really pushing the guinness zero right now if you ask me as they should be stuff's delicious um what happened this past weekend well it was not a good weekend for wales actually that's not true That's not true. The final result wasn't a good weekend for Wales, but in general, Wales actually played pretty well. Young team, some obvious mistakes, some problems in defense, but in general, played really well. And most importantly, played really interesting, open, creative rugby, unlike the Wales of the past. Their 10 was doing what we call kick passing, which is like relatively short distance kicks where it's not even going up, like, we talk about kicking it up and under, where you kick a ball high, and then you chase it, and you're trying to regather it. Um, and, and in those, we talk about those being a 50-50, because the other team can also go up, jump up, and try and get that ball. Uh, but uh, kick pass, the the understanding is the person's not contesting the ball. You're just kicking it to them, and they're catching it uh, without anybody there. They were doing that. It was great. It looked really cool. It was it was. It was good. Uh, Some sloppy play, although uh, they very rarely score tries in the first half. And this team scored two, which is great. And then depending on who you ask, they actually beat. uh, Who were they playing? France. They beat France. Um, Except they didn't. The final score was... 20 to 16, I think. Uh, that sounds about right. Something like that. Anyway, uh, they would have won by a point, possibly by three on the conversion. Uh, no, wait. No, 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 no. They weren't playing France, and that wasn't the final score. They were playing England at Twickenham. And they also were losing, but they were losing by a single point. Uh, I can't remember what the score was off the top of my head, but it was really tight. Uh, Wales. Yeah, they just needed to kick a penalty or a drop goal uh, in the dying minutes and they would have won. And there was a potential opportunity where there was a kick put one of those kick passes, but it was contestable. The player went up for Rio Dyer, our winger, and while he was in the air, he got bumped by George Ford. Now, Ford did not try and take him out in the air. He did not. It wasn't a tackle. Unfortunately, it was probably a penalty, and they didn't award it. So that was a bit frustrating. But anyway, they looked good. They looked really good, especially against England. England didn't look awesome, but we're fine. Um, but Wales, they looked, they looked good. I was I was actually happy. It's two weeks in a row now. I've been fine. I've been happy with their loss. Uh, what I was thinking of was um, Scotland versus France and uh, Scotland drove a, a try in in. Well, the clock was in the red past 80 minutes, but the official couldn't see if it got grounded. They reviewed it and there was this whole kerfuffle because the TMO, the person who does the video review, said yeah, I can see the ball was was initially held up and on a second movement it was grounded and the official who'd called no try on the field said, "Oh, so I can change my uh, my my ruling, my on-field decision." and the match with, or the TMO said uh, yeah let's just take a few more angles and looked at a few more things and then they were like no we don't really actually see any evidence of it but he'd said he did see ev- anyway it was very frustrating France won Scotland should have won that said Scotland in that moment had all of the French team drawn in defending and they had like a three on one on the wing that they would have easily scored a try that would have never even been reviewed um, and beyond that from the 65th minute up until like the second 79th minute they basically didn't play rugby they just vanished and let france come back into the game so you can't cry too hard about a missed call like that when you should have put the game out of reach anyway france did not look good and then in the last game it was ireland italy and no surprises uh ireland trounced them uh so that was that was something Uh, Where are you going to watch the games this weekend? You're not because it's a bye week (laughs) there. The the teams will allow some players to go back to their clubs, but not most. And uh, they'll be taking the week off to recover a little bit, do some training and get back at it the following week. Um, So no games this weekend. You don't have to worry about hearing me talk about Schneck, although maybe I'll freak you out and talk about a different aspect of rugby Um, anyway. Uh, all that to say, it was a it was a good weekend in rugby. And, and yeah, happy, happy for Wales's uh, effort. They are second last in the table. Uh, both them in Italy uh, have not won. But uh, last game, Wales got two winning bonus points. This game, they got one winning bonus points. So they actually have three points, which it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at in the Six Nations. It's it's great. If you haven't checked out Full Contact on Netflix and you're really still here and curious, look at it. Watch it. It's really cool. We're working through it ourselves here. And uh, and that's it. That's what we got. Uh, drinking tonight, Guinness Zero. Hard to find, but when you find it, get some. Because it's. If, if you like Guinness, you're going to like this. Unless the only reason why you like Guinness is because it gets you drunk. If the only reason why you like Guinness is because it gets you drunk. Don't get this. You're just going to get a tummy ache. But uh, really, really good. If you're looking for a good non-alcoholic beer and you like stout, this is... Fantastic. Uh, And that's what we got. Next week. Next week is Family Day. Now, I'm not doing anything. In fact, I have to work because Family Day is not a a statutory holiday. It is a provincial holiday. And I only get stats. That said, I do get Remembrance Day and Truth and Reconciliation Day. So I'm not complaining about not getting Family Day. Um, So. Anyway, the point is, I might take next week off just because it is. A holiday-ish day, I might not. And you'll know because there will either be an episode and I'll be here talking or there won't. It's like the U.S. Park Service said, you know how you know it's... No. How did they word it? Go oh, You know it's really cold outside when you go outside and it's really cold. Advice to live by. Check out Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. I'll talk to you in a week or two. We'll figure it out. Bye.